Tonight, we press play on the last seven days and unpack the week from the cheap seats with your hosts, Melody Boswell and Tim McDonald. Dropping by the desk tonight, I'm Melody Zena, Titus O'Reilly and comedian Jen Frigger joins us. To the big story, across the country, the cost of living crisis continues and shoppers have had enough. There's nothing better than fresh produce, but the healthy staple is fast becoming a luxury. Did all our grandparents die for us to pay $14, $15 for a Womba? <laughs> Check the will. Check the will. Uh, <laughs> well, the cost of living crisis is hiking the price of groceries. Even imaginary groceries. One day there was an imaginary ice cream shop going and I got dragged in to buy an ice cream and an ice cream was a piece of bark and a stick but I had to pay for that ice cream using leaves and the leaves were the money. <laughs> you, got it from a, you got it from a bank branch? Did our grandparents die for that? <laughs> well, it's been a week of rallies and strikes, starting with the climate protests on the streets of Sydney. To Gabrielle Boyle, who's in the CBD. Gabby, what's happening where you are? So they're very noisy, Ali. We've got oh, well over 100 protesters from the Climate Change Action Group gathering together, marching through... Okay, we just, um, I'm sure we'll get Gabby back there in a minute. I'm sure we will. We'll get her back. We'll get her back. Well, no one got closer to the protest than Sky's Kenny Heatley. And no one got less out of the protest than Sky's Kenny Heatley. <laughs> a lot of Ks this morning, Pete. They're cooked maybe quite quickly. At this point, I haven't had a chance to chat. I attempted to talk to one of these protesters as we were walking. I almost had a chat with one of them before, but they were moving very quickly. I'm a little bit puffed because I've been chasing them on foot. I couldn't see at that particular time. <laughs> well done. Well, let's cross back to Nine's Gabby Boyle. Welcome back. It is just after 8.30. Let's go back to that breaking news coming out of Sydney now, where climate protesters are right now marching through our city's CBD. We've got our reporter, Gabrielle Boyle, right there on the scene for us. Gabby, talk us through what you're seeing and hearing. Larry, you'll have to forgive me. I'm a little bit out of breath, to be honest. <laughs> well done. Amazing. Thankfully, Gabby managed to catch her breath and speak to someone. I also really want to say that I have a son here who's 25, who is with a beautiful partner, and they have both decided they cannot have children because this is not a world to bring their children into. And that Thank is you for really your perspective this morning. <laughs> Thank you for your life story. Uh, she didn't want the child paying $15 for a Wombok. That's <laughs> it's too far. In, in fairness, mum can go on a bit. Um... <laughs> it's not just here in Australia, but protests and strikes are happening across the UK. Rail workers have been on strike. Not that this presenter is paying much attention. I mean, I hadn't really focused on what was going on on the railways. I took it for granted. Rather like the railways in recent years. <laughs> Says the man wearing the Thomas the Tank Engine jumper. <laughs> That is Giles Branrith, Mel. He was interested in the strike, but he was more interested in the fruit bowl. We're talking through today's top stories with Giles and Tom. Morning, both of you. Um, so, obviously, <laughs> Rail Union is having their second mass strike today. One in five trains are running. Um, Get to the first question before you leave in there. Well, he really wanted a Wombok, but he, he settled for an apple. It's not just the UK having trouble with trains. The love triangle that led to a brawl at a sushi train restaurant. Sadly, the sushi train drivers are on strike, so it's, it's been a tough week. There are also dramas at Australian airports as thousands of Aussies head abroad for the school holidays. Where do you think the dramas are at the airport? Sorry? Sorry, go on. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> 
sorry, I, I missed that one, end. sorry. <laughs> I didn't hear my own question. <laughs> Well, it seems like the only people who have actually managed to travel this week are TV reporters. Some further than others. Cyan Valance is in Rome tonight. Sarah Greenhouse joins us live from the beautiful Bavarian Alps. Here at Pizza Hut at Oakland's Park. Okay, okay great. Okay, great. Actually, can we cross back to Pizza Hut? Time for the weather now with Amelia, who's at Oakland's Park. Have you finished that big bowl of ice cream yet? <laughs> no, Mum. <laughs> If you don't finish your dessert, you don't get any pizza. Um, mind you, not everyone's keen to travel this week for one reason. And this is the most disappointing part of all. You're no longer allowed to wander around the streets of Spain with toys of a sexual nature strapped to your forehead. <laughs> Just cancelling my yeah. flights. <laughs> well, look, the key to beating the delays at airports, Mel, arrive early. We decided to get here six hours early. That is too early. That is too early. Why was he there so early? I'm glad we did as well. As you can see, Mr Accordion Man is here. There's free gelato as well. It's all happening at the Qantas terminal. Oh, can't think of anything better than six hours of accordion. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's 10 News reporter Nathan Brooksmell on the first ever non-stop flight from Perth to Rome. The flight successfully landed. His puns, on the other hand. We landed about an hour early, which means, obviously, with this new direct route, that's faster than ever before. <laughs> if you can believe it... They got worse. There's a lot to see here in the ancient city. I plan to call a see it all. Uh, so I'll talk to you tomorrow. Getting this urge to knocking someone out. Um... <laughs> it seems like everyone's travelling these school holidays, except the Today Show's Jess Millwood. Thankfully, she's not bitter about it. It's going to be his first flight, so wish us all luck. the best. Oh, <laughs> I seriously you. do wish you all the best. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, good luck. <laughs> Um, the pesto is yet to come, so we'll, we'll stop that. Well, Sunday, Mel, saw the second State of Origin game between the Blues and the Maroons. New South Wales won the game, which meant someone had to stay at the Brisbane airport to welcome back the wounded Queensland side. Who better than the happiest airport reporter, Jess Millwood? Right, Let's mate, we'll so. check in with you shortly. <laughs> Let's go to Jessica Millwood now, who's at Brisbane Airport. Jess, who are you spotting? Ooh. Oh, goodness me. I've got uh, probably the worst job of the morning. <laughs> Welcome back to the Origin team. Someone, someone bring out an accordion. Uh... OK, so Jess is depressed, but thankfully she found plenty of players to talk to. Let me see. Understandably, not a lot of the boys are too keen to have a chat to me, but I'll see if JT, no, no, no one. Alfie, any? Hi. How did... How... No, 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 see. Well, Mel, Sunday saw State of Origin Game 2 between the Blues and the Maroons. It gets a lot of people excited. I think Wally Lewis was too excited. Well, they'd be thinking about the task at hand, Jonathan. I'm sure the players pleased themselves uh, uh, to uh, no endless limit. <laughs> It's a different task at hand. Yeah, <laughs> that is league legend Wally Lewis, Mel, and I've noticed something strange about his sports reports. See if you can spot it. The Maroons have really lifted the intensity ahead of Origin 2. Oh, they certainly have, Alison. Melbourne Storm have gained some extra fans. Yes, they certainly have, Alison. The Maroons were on a charter flight to Perth. Yes, they certainly are, Alison. The Broncos were about to face a big challenge. Oh, they certainly are, Alison. An important time for the Broncos coach. Oh, it certainly is, Alison. Good day to be a Queenslander. Oh, yes, it certainly is, Alison. <laughs> what is he doing? What is he doing? 
needs a thesaurus. <laughs> yes, he certainly does, Melanie. <laughs> well, on the weekend, the Blues fans were out in force. Sam, you're looking half-dressed here. That'd be right. Uh, I am a window cleaner by day and a male stripper by night. Uh, That's well... tragic, Mike. Um... <laughs> He certainly is, Alison. <laughs> well, there's a fine line between banter and abuse. And this young fella, all the way from Loserville. <laughs> he certainly is, Jim. Uh... Actually, that's, that's where you were planning on moving after the Logies, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, get him. <laughs> Things were looking good for New South Wales, even before the game. Yeah, it's looking like a beautiful evening with a blue sky. Could that be an omen? I don't know. I don't know anything about rugby league. You're the expert. <laughs> it's going to come an underworld shooting. Blue sky at night, assassin's delight. That is how that works. Well, well, the win means the series is all square at one game apiece, and you know what that means. It's not over yet. No, that's certainly right, Alison. <laughs> it certainly is. We're going to take a break. Back with more right after this. And just some breaking news from Sydney. Well, you might have noticed my right eye isn't looking its best tonight. All is okay. I have a burst blood vessel and it looks worse than it actually is. Indeed, it's getting better by the day. So there you go. Well, I wouldn't have led with it. Uh... <laughs> of course, it doesn't look bad from his perspective, but anyway. <laughs> Sometimes no jokes, just information. Just information. Tim's had a burst blood vessel in the brain. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> well, it wasn't just his eye, Mel. Peter Overton has been reporting this week on his own hairline. What was thought to be a fire from a bug turned out to be a wedding in southwest Sydney. I prefer Peter Credlin because she makes sure her guests look exactly the same. Let's go to Europe, James. Congratulations on the show, but we'll come to that in a moment. We'll talk some US politics. On, um, uh, on Sky News, that's diversity. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, Studio 10 this week had an amazing guest, a 101-year-old woman named Margaret, who was involved in an art project. And she had a lot of insight. Margaret, we might start with you. What drew you to this particular art project? Well, I was asked, I suppose. <laughs> I don't know. What a legend. 101. Still five years younger than their audience. So well done, well done, Margaret. Uh, the interview went smoothly from there. 101 years old. They asked me and I said yes. I said yes. Margaret, you're 101. It's been very years. interesting. <laughs> you're 101 years old. Not you have something. <laughs> By the end of the interview, she was 103. Okay. So. In fairness, she, she fought hard so that we wouldn't have to pay $16 for a Wombo. So well done, Margaret. <laughs> To some heroes now keeping the streets safe. They're some of the slowest drivers in Hawke's Bay, but police can't speak highly enough of community patrollers. Now, what do community patrollers do? A lot of people think we just drive around in a car for hours, and basically that's what we do. Okay, right. <laughs> okay. makes sense. Well, if you're looking for a car to drive around in for hours, look no further than Cars 24. Get a quality used car online delivered to your door in seven days or less with Cars 24. I reckon you don't need to do that again. You crushed that. Um... <laughs> what did I do? Stumbles just mwah, perfect uh, for our sponsor, for our first big sponsorship. And possibly um, our last. <laughs> no, it is great to have Cars 24 on board. Um, they're big, big friends of the show. And, yeah. um... Cars 
24. I wasn't aware Pixar got to that part of the franchise. <laughs> How dare you. Okay. How dare you. Cars 24, if you're looking for a, uh, a used car, that's the place to go. Can we just check back in with Margaret quickly? Yes. How have you found the experience? How does what? How have you found the experience working How with these? How does what? <laughs> now, in fairness, it's Studio 10. If I could turn down my hearing, I would. So, well done, Margaret. Well, Mel, it's been a big week in the world of science. So it's time to step into the lab. <laughs> a moment of science. We've got to prepare ourselves yes, for please. this segment. <laughs> It's volatile. Yep. We've got to make sure we, uh, we're safe. Yeah. <laughs> because I can see some of the audience sharpening rocks. So that's why we're wearing this. This is a moment of science where we talk all things science. And the big science story this week, Mel, was NASA launching its first rocket from Australian soil in over a quarter of a century. It was an extremely complicated mission which required expert technology. Countdown to takeoff inside Australia's first rocket launch in 26 years. On the back of a youth. A youth from Cars 24. That's Thank right. You. That is right. Well, the launch went up for over two hours, Mel. It was a long night, especially for the commentator. Sorry, we are just trying to make sure everyone's at the right three minutes. Oh, thank God, I need a drink. <laughs> was he drinking glycerine? Yeah, no, 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 no. But then came the moment of truth. From the outback to outer space. Two, one, go! More than one drink. Yeah, I've been drinking. <laughs> well, if anyone knows technology, it's NASA employees. Mm. So let's go to an expert. And one of the NASA employees who's helped make this mission possible is Kevin France. Good morning to you, Kevin. Thank you for joining us this morning. Take us through, firstly, this project. How did it come about? And why has NASA chosen this site in the Northern Territory? Oh. Please tell me that we can not send an, a, a rocket 300 kilometres <laughs> into Earth's orbit, but we, but can't, we can't get, get comms with Kevin leave. France. <laughs> I mean, they discovered the last remaining pocket of 1G, so well done, NASA. OK, so we've lost Kevin France, Mel. Can we check back in with Margaret? Would you encourage other centenarians to be involved in this project, Margaret? Would I want? Would you encourage? <laughs> Maybe not. We've managed to get the NASA employee back. Sorry, Kev. While we get those... Hang on, we got him! Oh, my gosh. You beauty, I've stalled long enough. I Kev, Kev, have we got you? <laughs> Kev? I've got you, I've got you. You beauty! <laughs> they got him and they've learnt their lesson, Mel. When you finally got your expert on the line, don't stall, just let the man talk. I stalled long enough. Now, Kev, while it's we've got you, before cool. we waste any time, Quick. this is what you're about to do, right? You're going... This is going to be a unique X-ray detector on this thing, cooled to a frigid 120th of a degree above absolute zero. It will measure arriving X-rays with unprecedented precision to better understand interstellar medium and its influence on the structure and evolution of galaxies and stars. Not a big deal. <laughs> Well, this week, Mel, young kids were learning about science and with experts trying to get children into marine engineering. Perhaps young Blake Cully may find a career solving the riddles of our oceans. Or maybe not. Any idea what you want to be later on? I want to be an anaesthetist or a star soccer player. <laughs> 
I mean, I could have t- told you from the mullet that he wants to knock people out for a living. So, well done to that young man. Well done. Uh, I'm not sure what this experiment is meant to be teaching. So she put some water in her hand and then they put gas in there to make her bubble up. And after that, they got a lighter and lit her hand on fire. Luckily, they had a budding anaesthetist nearby. I was so excited to say the word anaesthetist correctly that I couldn't say nearby. Yes. You certainly couldn't, Alison. <laughs> well done. And a lesson from the Today Show, if you're trying to tell everyone about a robot, make sure that a much cooler robot doesn't draw the attention. And so Astro can roam your home. Uh, there's, a, there's a camera that can come out. And Astro Whoa, can be a security camera for you. What's behind you? You're on the show. You, you can bring oh, Astro to bring you water. <laughs> tell us about that one. And that was... <laughs> Science back with more of the cheap seats right after this. Welcome back. It's been another busy week in the world of arts and entertainment, and we're joined now by a woman who knows all things cultural. From Nowhere FM, it's Mel Tracina. Lovely to see you, Mel. Just a little heads up. Mel's still a little touchy about the Logies, so. <laughs> this was too much? Yeah, just a little. <laughs> Dressing as a Logie, it's a little much. I'm just inspiring her for the gold Logie nomination. Yeah. I'm not touchy. <laughs> it's been a big week in the world of showbiz, Mel. Yes. What's caught your eye? Uh, the Real Housewives of Dubai has been continuing on Hey You, and this week we learned more about Ayan, who gave us an insight into her marriage. So when I met Chris, I was supposed to marry my cousin. I was given to my cousin when I was really young. This is normal in my culture. And my cousin was hot, so there's no issue with that. <laughs> so close to a win-win. Yeah. <laughs> Same thing on the Real Housewives of Launceston as well. They had a bit of trouble, <laughs> of trouble with that as well. Uh, so the one thing I love about this show is that most of the housewives are expats, so we get to learn about the different countries they're from. When everybody was leaving, I was like, what happened? And she's like, I don't know. She goes, I thought we were cool, but she came oh, in please. guns blazing. No, just because I'm from Somalia... No, it does not mean I come I know, again. But, but it has nothing to do with where you're from. She just of course felt... it does. We have a lot of guns. I'm from Texas. <laughs> we have a lot of guns. You don't mess with us. <laughs> Explains how she killed that polar bear that she's wearing. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Love Island UK continues over on Nine Now. It's a show about finding love and testing relationships. So this week, the Islanders were tested on their ability to spit in each other's mouths. First up, the boys will swallow a mouthful of ingredients. Come on, the Then they slide across the dance floor to the VIP area. They then transfer the ingredients into the dance floor. The girl then spits each mouthful into a giant cocktail glass. The first couple to fill their glass Wins. <laughs> Wins glandular fever. <laughs> it is disgusting. That was me and Patty Newton in the low. <laughs> <laughs> to Netflix with the new Iron Chef reboot. It's a cooking show that features challenges going against Iron Chefs. And fans will remember the chairman, the enigmatic figure who speaks only in riddles. For our next battle, cooking is a full contact sport, especially when the food comes into contact with my belly. <laughs> Each episode
episode, the chairman reveals the secret ingredient the cooks have to work with, and no one does an ingredient reveal quite like him. Our secret ingredient... <laughs> Our secret <laughs> ingredients... Ribs! And that secret ingredient is... secret ingredient is cocaine. <laughs> Sorry, we, the lawyers asked us to add allegedly. That's <laughs> no, okay, we're fine. We are fine. Uh, Doghouse UK continues on 10, the supposedly heartwarming show about rescue dogs uh, that will then feature a conversation that really brings down the mood. So if he's seven and he lives to 14, well, you'll be 90. I'll be more than that. I'll be more than that. I'm older, so I assume that the chances are that I will go first. <laughs> they, they ended up getting a mosquito instead. <laughs> first, first time on that show that an owner's been put down. It's a sad episode. <laughs> Uh, another episode of Cardi Tries dropped on Facebook Watch. Cardi Tries Firefighting. The episode... <laughs> <laughs> Not the best time yeah. to be experimenting. Yeah. <laughs> when she put the fire out with her whap, that was a bit... Um... <laughs> <laughs> uh, the episode featured Cardi B and comedian Lily Singh learning about fire safety. So this is a grease fire. To keep it clean, if this is your kitchen, yeah. easiest way to do that would be what? Water. Put Water definitely not on grease. It'll splatter that everywhere. So on this one... Milk? <laughs> what I think Cardi meant was this. <laughs> That's the one. That is the one. Uh, to some music news now with Glastonbury taking place over the weekend. We saw tons of surprise guest performances. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo brought out Lily Allen. Paul McCartney brought out Dave Grohl. Uh, but former Oasis frontman Noel Gallagher gave us the best surprise guest of the festival, this woman playing the scissors. <laughs> by, the, by the audience's reaction, I guess scissors does beat rock. <laughs> That was actually from Cardi Tries Circumcision, which was a great, <laughs> which was a great episode. Uh, it was also nice to see the Queen get out and about so soon after her jubilee a few weeks ago. Oh, there she is. <laughs> there she is. Over to the Bet Awards in the US, where Kanye gave a speech with a mask and a hood that made the task of breathing a little difficult for him. Brand new Tims every day. Leather jackets, Avarex, hood by air. <laughs> oh my God. Finally, way to keep him quiet. So that was a bit. Uh, and just something to end with. Now, while I love watching dancing and dog shows, maybe we should refrain from having them together. But for now, take it away. Oh. <laughs> oh, that's my week in arts and entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. You're
Touching the tape, say. To get us across all the sporting action from the week, would you please welcome Mr. Titus O'Reilly? Titus O'Reilly! Lovely to see you, Titus. Massive week in sport. Oh, huge week. Let's begin with State of Origin Game 2. It was in Perth on the weekend, and New South Wales won. And here are some of the Blues highlights. And again, and again, it was just one way the whole way. To the point where this was literally Queensland's only highlight. The Maroons, they were in just this exact the background here. back in 2019. They were up 1-0 in the season. <laughs> I just wanted to spice things yeah, up. <laughs> Uh, even Cameron Smith found something more interesting than Queensland's performance. They go, but as, of course, they've got to go back to their, their club teams now and, and have a week of football, so... <laughs> yeah. I just hope everyone's healthy and they all get an opportunity. Oh, to oh, play, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> and what's worse is he then spat it into Billy Slater's mouth. <laughs> Uh, the Melbourne Vixens have won a thrilling preliminary final to make the Super Netball Grand Final. This is the final moment. Very last minute. And there they go. They're through. They're going to play the Fever in Perth on uh, Sunday night. And all the celebrities, I have to say, turned out for this game. You'll see here. Second Until she skulls that drink. Oh no, that was later. <laughs> is, that, is that a drink or her earwax? <laughs> I was not originally sitting in those seats. I was like right towards the back, and then someone came over and tapped me on the shoulder and went, Melanie, we've got some courtside seats for you. And I was like, heck yeah, strode down, sat down in the seats, and then there was a kerfuffle like they'd made us stuff up and that the seats weren't available. They were like, like moving people around and trying to get it sorted, which I was so thankful we got to stay there because otherwise, I'd have to go back to the people that I flipped off. <laughs> <laughs> and it would have been See you, really suckers. Uh, See you, losers. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what it was? Is I went as well. We saw each other. I was in the front row too. Didn't make it to TV. <laughs> like Mel. Oh. And I know, right? <laughs> it reminds me of the time I got papped. And I ended up. I got papped, and I ended up in the Daily Mail. It's me and Chrissy Swan, <laughs> and you can't read it there. But my favourite bit ever. And Chrissy texts this to me on a morning, going, "Here you are," and it said, "Chrissy Swan with unknown man." <laughs> <laughs> in, in fairness, you were flaunting your ample cleavage. So, <laughs> yeah. no, and thank you to the uh, paparazzi for catching my bald spot. <laughs> You know, the, you know those when was your turning point moment? Yeah. That was mine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you were, you were both front row at the Vixens game, were you? Yeah. OK. You were... <laughs> Tim famously hates women in sports. No. So no. no. <laughs> you don't like men playing sport, though. You were saying you probably like men playing sport, well, just, just not for women, yeah? <laughs> I mean, the... No, they can play, just get paid less. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm just really yeah, am amateurs, you know. If oh. it's, uh, you know. What were you saying? No, anyway. I mean, the jury's out. Uh... <laughs> Oh, as opposed to you who kicked out two, two Vixens fans because you wanted to sit in the front row. What are you doing? It was only the players' mums. Okay. <laughs> All right, well, moving on. The NBA draft was on this week. Yeah, and you were there, I'm sure, and you were there. <laughs> yeah, having a big party. Row. Yeah, right. That was amazing. Uh, now, Australian Dyson Daniels went eight overall. Here's him here. The Orleans Pelicans select 
Dyson Daniels from Bendigo, Australia, the NBA Global Academy in Australia. Now, he's from Bendigo, and that is the traditional dress in Bendigo. <laughs> it's, it's, it's weird, because I, I heard Dyson sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they are not a sponsor. I just want to... Yeah. But... If they, want to, if they get on board, we'll stop saying that. Yeah. <laughs> this is our new business model, threatening. Uh, now, it's very nice to see him thanking his parents after all they've done. His dad, Ricky Daniels, ventured down under in hope of furthering his hoop dreams. Now, Dyson has bragging rights at home. Now, I'll probably you know, give Dad some shit for that, saying I'm an NBA, he never made it. Yeah, Dad. Yeah. Loser. Uh, now, other Australians were drafted, but in slightly less glamorous fashion. The NBA draft is filled with glitz and glamour, but Perth's Luke Travis' big moment was a low-key affair, drafted during an ad break at pick 56 to the Cleveland Cavaliers. <laughs> it's OK, because it was an ad for Cars 24. <laughs> Uh, the Matildas lost 7-0 to Spain this week. They had a lot of stars out. But what's Typical. The... That's the trouble yeah. with women's sport. Oh, no. <laughs> always, always losing. No, to be clear, love women playing sport. <laughs> yeah, you can't go both. You can't go, I love women playing sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Pick a middle ground. Good luck to women. <laughs> The Matildas types. All right, the Matildas uh, <laughs> lost 7-0 to Spain. They had uh, quite a few out. But watch this cat that crashes the post-match media conference and also listen out for Channel 10's newsreader's reaction to that. Meow. Perfect. Just good gear. Uh, um, now, here's arguably the worst teammate we've seen in recent memory. Taking on two players here. You just need someone to come over and help you out a little in this situation. So here we go. <laughs> uh, now, this is one of my favourite. In cricket, there's a new format called the 60, and I'll let Chris Gale explain how simple it is. Six wickets per team and 60 balls per innings. You're against the club. Bowl too slowly, and you lose a field. There will be 30 balls from one hand, then 30 from the other. Hit two sixes in the first 12 balls, you will unlock a third power play over. Think your team need extra runs? No problem. Fans can vote for when a mystery ball will happen. <laughs> <laughs> I reckon we've had enough of men's sport, you know. <laughs> uh, it's a golf, and we've already had our highlight of the year in that sport. I see some ripples in the water. Oh, no. Uh-oh. I see some ripples. It's got to go on the water. It's going to go on the water. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> on that note, we've got to take a break. Would you please thank Please welcome our next guest. She's a stand-up comedian and podcaster with a brand new show coming to 10. Would you please welcome to the desk, Jen Fricker. <laughs> Lovely to see you, Jen. Thanks so much for coming on. Now, I believe you and Mel have worked together before. We've met before. Actually, I was in her employer. 
previous to this. You were Mel's boss. She's not come into work for a little while. <laughs> no, Mel actually, like, opened for me at, like, Sydney Comedy Festival, yeah. I don't know, a few years ago. Yeah. And, and it was, like, one of the first times you'd ever gigged in Australia. Yeah, and yeah. now look at me. Are you still opening for you still? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for everything you've done here. You've done yes. a great job. <laughs> and you're welcome to the Chief Seat. <laughs> well done. <laughs> Well, Ten, you're hosting a new show. It's coming soon to Ten. It's called Time to Die. It's part of Ten's pilot showcase. What's it all about? Um, basically, we get two stand-up comedians who I think at the beginning like and respect each other very much to write the worst possible stand-up set full of the worst possible jokes and then give it to each other. They then have to perform those sets in front of an audience who don't know this is happening. And then we at home get to laugh and enjoy. <laughs> so two comedians who used to like each other yep. performing terrible jokes yep. to a captive audience. Yes. <laughs> I don't think it'll work. <laughs> I don't think it'll work. No, this, this, this looks exciting. It looks like a great show. You've got a couple of great comedians on there. So Tom Cashman, Sonia DiOrio. Mm -hmm. And so they had to write a terrible stand-up set for the other one to perform. Yeah, they get a little bit of help. Uh, some celebrity mentors, Mel Buttle and Tommy Little, uh, help to really punch down on these emerging comics who could really <laughs> do with the break on national television. So these are, these are great, genuine great stand-up comedians yep. who have been forced to tell terrible jokes for our viewing pleasure, yep. I think we got a clip of Tom Cashman. Uh, I should have uh, spent less time in the library expanding my mind and more time in the gym expanding my pecs. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever seen so much hatred in someone's face? <laughs> Did you let the audience know afterwards or are there people out there going, I saw Tom Cashman, he sucks. <laughs> no, we were like, Tom can take that, that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> We've been compared to me, so he's suffered enough. Um, well, speaking of Tom Cashman, who's a very funny man, got a heckler performing some terrible stand-up that was written for him. Having a look at you, you probably won't understand them, but I've got one uh, just to show you. So here's one graph uh, which I've prepared earlier. As you can hear, see here, this is the average IQ of people in Sydney. The average IQ of people in Melbourne, which is a bit lower than Sydney, and then very low is the average IQ of people here tonight. Because <laughs> you're not laughing enough at my jokes. Are you? Oh, thank you. Oh, come on, sir. <laughs> come on, sir. <laughs> I love the contrast of being so upset but also paying respect by calling him sir. Yeah. <laughs> well, you are, you are a great stand-up comedian. You both have been touring for a while. Do either of you have any terrible stories of dying on stage? Nah. Um, <laughs> can't relate. No, I remember one of my first gigs. I won this competition, so I got to um, perform. I got the honour of performing a corporate um, for the big wigs of McDonald's. Uh, yeah, you don't mean Ronald McDonald was there? He's the biggest wig, I guess. Uh, Should have done that on the night. Uh, I, it was my second gig ever. I was performing to um, men in suits that were just trying to eat their dinner and I was just a distraction. And I was like a poor uni student and they were basically like, after the gig was done, you can stay for a free dinner. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to do it. And wow. I just sat there just eating this steak um, while people came over to me and said, it wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs>
Ah, that's the only time I can think of. (laughs) Now, Jen, bit of a change of pace. We saw you recently pop up on a cooking show, The Cook-Up with Adam Liao. Jen, Mm. are you a a secondary cut buyer, eater? Trying to uh, buy more secondary cuts. Yeah. I had some for the first time. I had chicken hearts for the first time in Japan. Um, interested in your answer? <laughs> well, his name's in the title of the show, you know? He yeah. can do whatever he wants. And he was cooking a bad pesto that Nigella made him make, wasn't he? So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's how that show worked. I mean, I used to work at Boost Juice, so I'm used to that. To me, that sounds like home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, Jim, we saw this recently on your Instagram. Wow. Um, firstly, fantastic lighting. Uh, <laughs> Cinematography there, it's art house, you know, it's different. How long have you been playing the harp? That was actually my audition for the new Thor movie. And this is true, this is absolutely true. Um, Basically, I got a phone call being like, do you play harp? And I was like, no. And they were like, oh, but it might be for the Thor movie. And I was like, yeah, no, I do. (laughs) I just remembered I do, right? Because I play other instruments, you know, so I was just like, well, harp's just like string piano. Sure. It's just that. Yeah. You just take and you just go like that and plinky plonky instead of plinky plonky. Like, it's (laughs) it's easy. It's very easy. So, uh, no, so I literally found a harp teacher and was like, Can, I'll pay you for an hour to just, like, teach me how to, like, plinky-plonky on the harp. Did you get the part? Well, spoilers if you haven't seen the new Thor movie yet, but no. <laughs> um, well, it wasn't just that. Um, you even performed a duet. <laughs> which was lovely. You can check out Time to Die as part of the 10 pilot showcase, exclusive to 10 play from Monday the 4th of July. Would you please thank Jen Fricker! <laughs> And it's time now for... We love hearing from you. You can get in touch with us on our socials below. Big thank you to Bella who sent us this. She's embroidering her favourite moments from the show each week. It's uh, across the stitch. (laughs) Fantastic. I noticed that uh, a moment of science isn't up there yet. (laughs) Get started on that. It's over 10 episodes and... uh, it's not really full, is it? Um... No, big thank you, Bella. If you do have any craft projects, we'd love to see them. <laughs> That's how this show started out. <laughs> but in the meantime, it's time now for... What's on, what's on in the warehouse? And this week, the warehouse tackled some big problems. Today we talk about the power of ginkgo, benefits of passion flower, and taking back control of your life. <laughs> Leave him. Uh, <laughs> and that was. <laughs> well, it's time for a classic segment, as Rob Bruff puts it. Okay, let's see if we can find something to interest you over the weekend. Yes. <laughs> or as we put it. In. It's where we grab our diaries and plan out our week ahead. And is that your diary? It is my diary. I'm taking back control of my life. Um, <laughs> we need some events. I need some events to fill up the diary. What's on this week? Well, Glastonbury is heating up yes. this week. Paul McCartney, one of the headline acts. Do you like Paul McCartney? Yes. yes. Have you got a ticket? No. Okay, <laughs> I'd love to go to Glastonbury, but that weekend I'm going to a Matilda's game. Okay. <laughs> 
superhero. Um, you can head to Queensland. Witches, wizards and warlocks will be in their element at Saturday's Witches Market in Howard. Have we got a ticket? No. no. <laughs> What's on offer? It kicks off in Bellot Park from 10am, followed by an evening Yule celebration from 6 in the community centre, featuring a drumming circle, ritual and more. And more. <laughs> you can head to the regions for this big event. Mullet Fest is coming to Dubbo. <laughs> Did it ever leave? <laughs> Everyone is celebrated at Mullet Fest. Categories include juniors from age 0 to 3, vintage and even ranger. <laughs> <laughs> Diversity at its finest. <laughs> Here's a date to celebrate. Making noise for World Dash Hound Day on little legs, but with big personalities. Plenty of paws hit the streets this morning. Now, Mel, it's time for us to go, and no one wraps up a bulletin better than ITV News. I have walked an alpaca, and I can confirm they do spit. Yeah. Yes, they oh, can. Yeah. You know what? I, I love. I love a girl whose name begins and ends in the same letter. Okay. Well, on that note, that is it from us tonight. <laughs> as smooth as 10 News First, where we learn you should just commit to one goodbye. But as for now, the project's up next. See you next. Have a <laughs> On that note, we'll see you next week right here in the cheap seats. See you next. Have a great day.